You are listening to a no-show radio production. Mind your ears while we unpack the unusual. After the quiet of a thousand nights falls upon your ears, an idea will betray you. Your secrets are not yours alone. An abyss opens beneath your cradle, and the torch will sputter into darkness. You will hold the myth of life in your hands, and you will drive the chariot of winter. Last time on Soul Story, you experienced the calm before the storm. Jared has collected allies and now has a small army to take down the pack rat. Will it be enough? Listen, and you may just find out. Content warning. If you've made it this far into the house story arc, the worst has happened. However, be wary as the fated return of more death and violence that may be disturbing to some listeners. Welcome to Soul Story, a Through the Breach actual play podcast set in the world of Malifaux. Today I'm joined by... Spencer, playing Jared. Bam Bam, playing Albert Long. And Brandy, playing Rowan. And I'm Alex, and I'll be your Fate Master today. Where are we starting, Alex? We're gonna start uh, after Al separated from Jared, and he went back to the Three Sisters... Although, if you want to do something in between you going back to the Three Sisters, you may. But it might be easier just to push on through. Yeah. I wasn't sure if you had any thoughts. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, I wouldn't have anything else, really, to do, so. I don't think okay. it, Yeah, no, I didn't really have anything else. As you're walking through downtown Malifaux in the middle of the day, you're starting to get strange looks. And you used to get looks that were a little bit more <laughs> coy. Things are different now. Yeah, they are. <laughs> Maybe it's the way you hold your posture now. Maybe it's the grief on your face. Maybe it's your blue fucking eyes that are glowing everywhere. <laughs> Who could tell? People give you a wide berth now. They are crossing the street to avoid you. And guards, the guild guards, watch you very suspiciously. But you are able to make it back to the Three Sisters just fine. Al's now intimidating. Yeah, I, I feel like Al like, wouldn't... Like, with everything that's kind of, like, on his mind, just wouldn't even... He wouldn't pay too much attention. Like, he definitely would, like, notice it and be like, oh, shit. And because he's Al, probably not really realize why they're looking at him. He's just like, what the fuck is happening? Like, <laughs> <laughs> he's fine, but he's simple. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, he just, he'll just go. <laughs> And when you get to the three sisters, I, I'm not sure if Rowan's winning the common room, but definitely the girls that are there. I, we've known for a while they've been avoiding you. But again, it's worse somehow. Like, no one at this point even wants to look at you. It's almost like they're embarrassed as they turn their backs to you and really will, won't interact with you unless you force them to interact. I mean, other than, like, if Rowan's not, like, out there already. Um... Where is Rowan? Uh, Rowan's back in her rooms. She has changed into kind of an all-purpose travel style thing, like her travel outfit. So she's got breeches on. Costume and, change. Uh, 
<laughs> and she's got like a cape and she's got her pack all set up, um, which has got, you know, all of the extra amenities they would need, bandages, antiseptic, that sort of thing. She's battle medic ready as much as she can be. So she's in her room. She's um, writing some letters, writing out some notes for how business is to be taken care of if she doesn't come back because she doesn't know what's happening. Um, and since we discussed that she can contact Cicero, she's writing a letter to him. Okay. So he comes to check on everything at the business. So for me to future Alex, less work for you to do in the future. Uh, Cicero is, is with the guild currently trying to locate what happened to Alice. It might be deleted out of last episode. Might not be. We were arguing about, like, where the fuck was Cicero? He's at the guild. He's able to be contacted just fine. It does mean contacting the guild. But hey, Rowan, you're not too worried about the guild. They haven't fucked you before. How do you deliver the, the note to Cicero? Um, I would probably send it by one of the little street urchins. And what's it say? It generally just says, um... I don't think she would give him too much information. She's kind of an independent little cuss. Um, she would probably just be like, I have to go. I don't know when I'll be back or if I'll be back. Here's what you need to do if ABC happens, if I don't return, blah, 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 blah. She names somebody to take over the business because she doesn't have any sisters left. Probably one of the uh, girls that has been there for longer. And then as she seals that up, she puts her seal on it. It's got a little rowan leaf on it. That's her seal. It's a wax seal. Um, she goes out the back. Uh, a little grubby kid with big chubby cheeks is standing there waiting for her. She gives it to him with one script and out he goes. So and it is just dictating business stuff. It's not asking for help. Yep. Nope. Cool. Al, you don't see her. You, again, know her well enough that she is probably in her room. Which is serves as her office. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he'll like kind of like head back there and and just knock normally. Come in. So he'll, I think like he he's gonna give it a, like an odd like second before actually opening the door. So like after knocking, kind of just like stand there for a minute and then actually open and go in. It's like an awkward breath before entering. Um. So as he's coming in, Rowan is just kind of like putting the last things into her pack, setting her, or getting her grimoire ready, getting all that set up. Um, is Jared far behind? Um, I don't think he's too far behind, honestly. Okay. Were you able to get everything you needed? For the most part. How about you? You all set? As ready as I can be. What should I expect? A lot of fucked up shit. Um, mannequins that come to life. Magic. Yeah. Okay. I feel like I should be more scared than I am. I, I, I promise it's a lot scarier than it sounds. Have you ever been attacked by a mannequin? No, just zombies. If you'll remember. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I won't make you guys force conversation. There's nothing to say. No. Uh, uh, I imagine just kind of very casual conversation as you are getting ready. Clarification as we're in our home base. 
No one put up a poster in that room. Right? Mm Mm-mm. No one has a shirt on, currently. No, the only thing that I know for sure is the picture. Okay. Um, And I I know Jared's status on that. I'm guessing Al's has... Does he have both the picture and the autograph, or just the picture? Um, He definitely would have the picture... Um, like, stashed in, like, a, an inner pocket. Alright, just want to make sure... I'm trying to give you guys your bonuses while I still can. So, Jared, you show up. After taking your nice little detour. I do. Yeah, well, he does. <laughs> I sit here in a chair. I imagine it takes a couple hours, I think, when we were talking. I imagine it's, um... Probably a bit past noon, maybe even closer to one by the time Jared actually shows up again. Perfect. His knapsack is full of fucking loot. Gosh. Well, I guess Rowan and the rest of the bar hasn't seen him like this. Jared is armored the fuck up. He has a breastplate under his duster. He has, uh, he has bracers over his forearms. He has, like, metal greaves around his boots. He, ha- he is covered in ammunition, he has a shotgun, he has a holster on his hip, and he has an eye patch now instead of grody band-aids. Oh, those eyes are still pretty grody. Yeah, his eyes disgusting, he should have kept the bandages. <laughs> uh, it's still healing, but, uh, you know, he's not a doctor, their doctor is dead, so he gets to self-medicate a bit. Um, <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> So, yeah, I think he comes back into the, uh, back into the brothel with heavy steps. Is, how busy is it? Is the table that he ate breakfast at still open, or are people sitting there? It's still open. Okay, cool, because if people were sitting there, he was gonna do some intimidation. Uh, (laughs) Smart on the table. (laughs) So, uh... He approaches the table, he drops his knapsack against it and starts to unlatch it. Without even looking around, I don't imagine. I think he just calls out Al's name. I think he's here. So, at that, Rowan would get up, grab her pack, grab her grimoire, grab her big boppin' cane that she has, and walk out the bedroom door. She'd kind of look back at Simon the cat and Peter. Be like, bye, Zambi cat, and then head out. Um, before kind of like what, like, uh, Al will like stop her real quick and kind of like look to her and you know, you, you don't have to do this. She would probably shrug and kind of look into his look into his eyes, which are she's a little unnerved by those. Um, so she would stop, she would square her shoulders again, and then go, Yes, I do. And then she'd walk out to meet Jared. Jared uh, is in the process of emptying the contents of his knapsack out across the table, um, which he begins to repack, just organizing where stuff is laid out, but he does leave a couple things out. So I think looking up and noticing Rowan, he would call out. Did Al directly follow her out of the room? I mean, he's... uh probably would pause like after her response um like definitely knowing that they need the bodies um but also Mm -hmm. remembering remembering and also with everything that's happening wanting to protect her takes that like breath of just like 
Fuck. <laughs> so I think before he leaves the room, I think Jared like immediately latches to Rowan. Where's Al? I need him. He's right. He was right behind me. At that um, point, Al, yeah, no. does he show yes, up? Yes. <laughs> yes. Speak okay. of the devil. Um, speak of the devil. Just as Al like rounds out of Rowan's office, like not even like relatively close to one another, he um, he takes a large leather-bound tome out of the backpack and hucks it to the other side of the table with a loud fucking thud. Rowan just kind of turns around and smiles at anybody that's in the room with them, <laughs> just like. Mm, this poor totally business. Normal. It's just getting. Everything's fine. Business as usual. <laughs> Free drinks in ten, nine. <laughs> Was, is there a cooldown on free drinks, or can we just <laughs> keep going until I'm the boss, normal? I can do whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> See, one day it's just, this whole place is just going to be filled with refugees waiting for the free drinks, like, every hour. <laughs> this place is just going to be, like, a Weird giant shit camp. happens here all the time, and then the boss gets everybody drunk, so just hang out. Just hang out. Just, yep, um. So after tossing this tome, um, Jared goes back to resorting the stuff in his pack. He's putting all of the assorted papers he's gathered at the bottom, but then things like his binoculars and then the, uh, the pack that Rowan prepared right on top where he can sort of easily grab it. I have a question, Alex. Mm-hmm. With those packs, do I have just one, or can I pack more for myself in my pack? So you were able to make three out of the supplies you had. Okay. So we're, we're limiting it to three. Okay. Rude. The the extra stuff that you said you packed, I am saying it's there due to any doctoring checks you may use in the future. Okay. Um, but it's not going to be an ad added bonus. It's just, this is why I can use my doctoring check in the middle of battle. It's because cool. I thought ahead of time. All right. So I think as everybody is kind of gathering together, Rowan's going to kind of take like a leather tie and tie up her, her hair, tie it back so it's out of her face. And then she'll look at both of them and go, when do we leave? So Jared, uh, rebelting his pack and throwing it back over his shoulders, would look back to Rowan whenever we want. I'm thinking I've done as much as I can. Okay, so while she's waiting for um, Jared and Al to kind of prepare to leave and get all their stuff together, she's going to pull a letter out from under her cloak, walk over to Hawk, give a letter to her. There's money in it. Um, she's going to go to whatever most senior sex worker isn't busy. She's going to give a letter to them, again, with some money in it. And then she's going to kind of clasp forearms with that girl and give her a hug. And then hmm. just tell her, don't read this until I leave. Madeline looks a little confused, but nods her head. Uh, kind of gives you a once over. And I imagine the girls don't often see you in this kind of get up. At least if they, if they do, they know it's serious business. And the, the envelope and the whole tone, she's like, oh, okay. Be safe. 
Rowan kind of takes a deep breath and gives her that a big smile that she kind of uses to hide things when she's feeling things aren't going so well. She gives her a big smile, squeezes her hand one more time, and then turns around and goes back to the table. Are we start swiping? Are we ready to move on? Um, Alden, grab the book. Oh, I, uh, he doesn't have to. <laughs> no, Al, he doesn't have to. Al, you know, I'll I'll grab the book. Um, and then uh, he'll he'll also kind of just more so to Jared, slightly for his approval and slightly on whether or not he wants to go with him. Um, kind of just there's one more thing I wanted to do. I wanted to go. I wanted to get his hat. Uh, so Jared, cocking his head at Al, is going to walk around the table, realizing that Al cannot read, <laughs> and he is going, um, he is going to open the book for Al, and just kind of idly flip through it. Because um, Jared barely knows what the fuck he's looking at. I think he's okay. Would Felix be the type for diagrams? Because I know I know he's big into blueprints and stuff. Uh, and this is his grimoire, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. The whole thing's diagrams left and right. Like it's okay. it, it's literally just sheets of blueprints bound together in a book with scribbles around it, which look like mm-hmm. measurements. They look like they're pertaining to blueprints. But in reality, like once you learn how to unlock magic, and at th- this point too, as as he's looking through the book, he, being a good doctor, showed you Al his grimoire at one point. He did. So you would know that's his grimoire. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes, he did. I remember this now. I think Jer, like very simply, is trying to look for something that would be recognizable. But I think as soon as he sees kind of like the, um, the like show of like recognizing what this is I think he would just pass it back to Al kind of lifting his pack up a bit on his back I already went I didn't grab the fucking hat Rowan would kind of um, see this passing of the book that is happening and go around to read totally without shame over (laughs) Al's shoulder Sure. I, I imagine Al can't really read. I mean, Al, Al's like, he's holding on, but I imagine he can't really read what's on the pages. I'd say for Al, again, you can't read, but both you and Rowan can tell, like, as you're looking at it, you're seeing the words morph, and it's like they shimmer a little bit, particularly for Al in this case being, like, they don't quite make a cohesive anything you can just tell that there's a, a, a magical shimmer to them for Rowan in particular they completely reorganize and you can you realize that this is a grimoire itself that Felix's ability to cast game and and being able to do ele- uh, elemental projectiles you can tell like this is where his source of power was just like your business ledger is yours this was his okay I would probably ask um, Al do you mind if I look at this for a moment and she'll reach out her hand to maybe take it. But she'll wait for his permission. Uh, I th- so I think Al definitely would hesitate um, with like realizing that this is Felix's book. 
that was his thing. <laughs> he was gonna go get the hat to get something for Felix. Um, but now with the book, maybe not so much needing the hat. <laughs> but yeah, he'll just kind of like hesitate a moment and uh, kind of like. I'll give it back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's it's fine. So she takes the book and kind of puts her nerdy glasses on and kind of takes a look through it. <laughs> um, what is she? She's so she's seeing that this is all of his spell information, kind of like a how-to tutorial, how to Felix. <laughs> yes, how to Felix. Felix has been here for a few years, but he's slowly been working on his magic, and it seems like the magic he has been working on, he's been perfecting. So some grimoires have a lot of spells in them. Some of them don't. You can tell that he has elemental projectile. He has the gaiman. He has uh, the emudos, those flares that you can put into a spell to give a little extra spice. He has Mm -hmm. ice and fire. Mm -hmm. Although it seems like the fire one maybe was scribbled out at one point and then rewritten. Like it's it's not as legible. And there's like more circles around the ice. Emudo. Now with his grimoire in my possession, do I have the ability to access any of that magic because I'm also a magic user? Or is that not something that I can do? Uh, in theory, you don't even have to be able to use magic to pick up a grimoire. Uh, the thing is, is that you can't cheat checks. You have to take that straight flip. And okay. uh, so, yeah, anyone, any technically any three of you could read off of it and use it to cast spells. There's no attuning, as far as I'm aware. It's just you pick it up, and it's good to go. Okay. Al's recently become very sentimental. <laughs> um, <laughs> especially with... Yeah. Death is, is changing him. <laughs> as it does many people. So, I think once she kind of reads through it, she'll take a look at it. And then hand it back to Al. Rowan is also a sentimental gal who has just lost all of her family. So around her neck, she has <clears throat> kind of a three, three-pronged three locket. She takes off a third of it that has an A on it. She gives it to you. <sighs> she doesn't say anything. She just holds it out. He won't, like, take it from you, but, like, he'll, like, grab it, like, you know, that whole, like, you know, it's in both of your hands. And, you know, kind of, like, looked you and, it's okay, I I don't want to take this from you. I have other things of hers. And she takes both of her other hand and kind of closes your hand around it and takes her hands away. So an owl will, like, it'll be, like, one of those, like, quick, like, things and then like he'll you know go back and like stand but he'll like do the quick like hug and embrace her and then stand back up and it's like all right so rowan will like very surreptitiously so no one can see very quickly wipe the tears like the couple of tears that were trying to fall she'll sniff (laughs) and then everything's fine i wasn't crying you were crying (laughs) they'll go back to that brain tumor she's slowly growing by not expressing her feelings Mm -hmm. i get it She does the Homer Simpson thing. She puts it all in a little tiny ball at the bottom of her stomach, and then she puts food on it. Hmm. (laughs) I also feel that. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so, I I mean, Al will put it on before kind of, like, heading out. And he will kind of, like, turn to her real quick and be like, So, I know what's in it, but um, 
What did this say? Uh, and just like pointing at the book. <laughs> <laughs> um, she'd, she'd tell him it's, it's an instruction manual for all of the spells that Felix could cast. Any healing he could do, any, any projectiles he could throw, any bombs he could set off, it's all in here. This is a, a how-to of anything Felix could do magically. You know that if you have this in your possession, you also have access to these. So it's like we still have the dock then, huh? She would just kind of slowly nod, squeeze Al's hand, and then kind of tighten her pack and adjust it on her shoulders, and she would go, if we're going to do it, let's do it. Oh, yeah, turn to Jared. Let's go kill this son of a bitch. So at that, without any gestures or show whatsoever, he just turns and heads straight for the door. Rowan's right behind him. Yep, and now. Unless you guys tell me how you're walking there, I'm going to assume. And that's a dangerous game. But I'm going to assume no one's being sneaky. I'm assuming y'all might be on a warpath. There might be a dramatic song playing in the background that sounds vaguely heroic and probably a little dubstepy out of this tradition from mm-hmm. 2018 2019 and or a 70s rock ballad once again people are avoiding you and at this point the guards are talking to one another and they're watching you and one or two of them actually walk off who knows where but it seems if you were the suspicious sort to be walking towards the enclave but you were mm-hmm. able to make it to the neighborhood and you make it back to the house. At this point, the decorations have been hastily pulled away. You see maybe like one or two of the little triangle banners as it's hanging loosely from the banister on, on, the, on the porch. The flowers are pulled away that were draping over, although the dried petals are kind of scattering around on the wood and on the ground. The wheelbarrow is gone. The kid's body is gone. There is still that big, awful dark splotch on the stairs. The lights are off. The door is not open. Curtains are drawn. There isn't the hint of music coming through the door. There aren't party favors waiting for you. It seems just like a normal house where people are gone. Besides the big, you know, potentially blood splotch on the stairs. That's, that's probably the most suspicious thing of all, is that there, there's a big, dark, red, brownish, at this point, stain. A little misty, mostly pooled. Uh, Rowan's going to see that. She's going to look at that and kind of look up at Alan Jared with wide eyes. I don't know. She would, she would probably say, that's what I think it is, isn't it? Jared would nod at that. But then I think Jared would also look back out towards the street. And I think he would pause for a moment, trying to... trying his very best to see if there was anyone else potentially around. Like, people who were supposed to be here. You see, uh, just directly across the street, hanging out like on either side of, of a gate, you see the twins. Mm-hmm. They have their arms crossed. One of them is smoking a pipe. Very casual in this, although one of them has a, a pair of knives that like attach to their waist now, and the other one actually has a sword at his waist. 
Mm-hmm. As you look around, you also see good dear old Ren. He's trying his best. Tripping a little bit, uh, squinting because the sun's out and it's bright. He actually has a he has a lace parasol that's black, usually worn by women who are going to funerals, just to like help protect his fair skin from the sun. <laughs> and he trips a little bit, but he he gets his, his his footing and he's trying to rush over as he's saying that he's the last to show up. Although there is no sign of Ken. Great. Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. All right. <laughs> uh. I don't think he moves to greet them, but I think looking to the twins, because he's assuming that they're they're in charge of Ren at this point. They'll they'll direct him as needed. But I think he holds up a fist to them, and then with his free hand, reaches into his duster and pulls up his shortened striker and turns back towards the main entrance. For Rowan and Al, who have not met these guys before. The twins have long red hair. They dress okay-ish. They're their working sort. Again, they're clearly dressed here, ready to to do some damage. Uh, Identical twins, by the by. And Ren is is, is a bit ghoulish in his features, besides just being a little extra feminine. Uh, And as he gets closer, he kind of pants a little bit, and he doesn't seem necessarily the type to be raiding a house, but damn it, he's here. Does he have a weapon, or is he just going to use the chain that's obviously hanging off of his belt? <laughs> no. Oh, uh, our, our Malgoth Ren. Like, that's the best visual for him, is Malgoth. No, he has no weapons on him. Good. Great. <laughs> and as you raise your fist, the, the twins push themselves off the fence, and they nod to Ren, and Ren kind of takes a moment, puts his hands on his thighs, catching his breath, but nods like, yeah, I'll, I'll be there in a minute. Seems like you guys have your brave, brave crew. <laughs> Great. Just so I'm clear, because they were like looking at the bloodstains on the steps. How close are they to the door at this point? That's like, up to you how guys. How far did they move up? Okay. I just, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if they like made it up to the porch and then Jared was like, oh shit, my guys. No, I, uh, I kind of gave just a vague description. No, that's okay. So yeah, I think Jared um, starts pushing from the sidewalk, like down the path, like towards the actual doors. And while he's doing that, I think he's going to peer up, briefly do a double take on where they had climbed down from. I think by now he's already noticed that the boyo is gone, just pushed down into the earth somewhere. (laughs) Looney Tunes style. Turned into a thin paste. Oh, yeah. That's how we cope, BB. <laughs> but I think doing a double take on that specific spot and then looking back to Al, you can still leave if you want. No, I'm not going anywhere. Hmm. Uh, so, Jared, who's not nervous, but does do a double take to make sure that their motley crew is still there that for some reason they didn't just run off. (laughs) Um, I think he's going to make his way straight to the porch, stepping up over the bloodstain. How's the door looking? Fine. Looks like a door. Well, it won't for long. He's going to kick that shit down. (laughs) Fucking flip for it. Fuck that door, man. Great. (laughs) 
get a new one. Do I add anything to this? It's an athletics check, just like any of your other door kicks. Fucking rad, then that's a goddamn 12. A 12 of crows. Yeah, motherfucker. Describe it. Mm. Mm, yeah, okay. So, a uh, proper door kicker. He knows to aim towards the side of the knob because it's weaker than the hinges. Slightly below, like halfway between the base and the knob, he puts his boot directly against it and just smashes it open. I imagine he he breaks the, uh... Fuck! <laughs> All that description, I don't know what the goddamn... Where the knob locks, it has a word. Well, fuck it, he, uh, he breaks the... I, I think he lightly splinters the, uh, the wood around the knob and just flings that shit open. I think as he enters, he's already got his goddamn shotgun pointed. How close are you two? Rowan's probably on the porch watching the whole thing happen. And then she follows right behind. Uh, she's got her, her quarterstaff cane in one hand. She's got her thing in one hand, kind of both hands on it, ready to swing if she needs to. But she also uses that as a focus to her magic, so she's just ready. Typical. Hal, not too far behind, with his rifle at the ready. Which one? Um. Does he have both rifles on him? <laughs> <laughs> Just curious. So, <laughs> yes, but <laughs> mm, mm. Al's. So it's Al. Al's not gonna leave Abigail. Mm-hmm. But he also knows that the new rifle packs a punch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So if you pick two, moving forward, I should have addressed this before we headed out. That's fine. Uh, I just didn't even think about it to this right this moment. All your, like, evade checks, anything that requires you to avoid anything, is going to be at a minus flip. So mm-hmm. defense, um, evade, speed, anything that's going to charge, it's going to be at, at a minus flip, that kind of stuff. Until you drop one, Reaper style. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how Al uses guns. Al doesn't reload. <laughs> he just picks up a new one. Dropping Abigail is going to be like dropping his goddamn training weights. <laughs> So do you have both or do you just have one? Oh my gosh. I He's got both. Like I just yeah, I don't see Al leaving it behind. Okay. <laughs> Wonderful. Not far behind. Our team B, the fucking benchers, twins and Ren, not too far behind. They at least the twins pull out their weapons as well, saying you guys do the same thing. Oh, oh yeah, Al, we didn't answer. Which rifle was it? Which one did you pull out? Oh, he would pull out the new one. New one? Okay. And Ren doesn't prepare. He still has his parasol. <laughs> uh, he's looking very scared, very nervous. But also he doesn't look like he's ready to run. Just a little nervous for this incoming fight. As you kick down the door, you are greeted with the front steps right in front of you or the front steps the, the the stairway that goes upstairs the main stairway right in front of you mm-hmm. 
and previously cleared now sits three figures. As if posing for a family portrait, you see Brecca on the bottom stair sitting, and behind her is Felix's body, as well as what Jared knows to be Lynn, his dead sister's body. Felix and Lynn on either side of Brecca, hands on her shoulders. Lynn in particular looks very decomposed. Like, shouldn't be able to sit up straight. Shouldn't be able to be posed. At some point, was a creature of the undead and is now perished a second time. However, all three have lost their right eye. Lost. Been removed. Would probably be the best bet. And all three of them smile at you. Fuck my life. Like, actively smile or they're just smiling? They're just smiling. Okay. Like, when you say they smile, I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Rowan, you've seen yeah. Brecca before. Okay. She, usually your your street scraps go to, like, kiddos. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's unabashedly been there before. Like, oh, there's free food? Give me some. She's a spitfire. Uh, she's fun to have around, but also you know she's a ball of fucking chaos. And you don't really want her around too much. But you've, you've seen her, you would have recognized her. You probably don't know her name, but you would recognize her as one of the street urchins. Okay. And now you don't have to worry about her anymore. It's fine. Because, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, I don't think his reaction is immediate. I think he sweeps his gun over the room real quick to make sure that there's no obvious mannequins or dirty fucking creeps with knives waiting for him. And then I think he's going to lower his weapon and immediately kind of hustle towards the trio. What you would notice as you do your quick look about, you can kind of peek into the common area, the the living room, Mm -hmm. and you think you see more figures, although it being just a quick check, you can't really identify who or what they are. Otherwise, that suffices. I think when Rowan sees Felix and then just a girl that she recognizes, she would sort of like kind of drop her her cane a little bit and go, oh my God. And then she would grab it again, even tighter than she was before. Now she's fucking scared. I think he'll just lower like his gun a little bit where it was like at the ready, kind of like lowers it and just to himself, but slightly audible because his fucking voice and just what the fuck just shake his head yeah so Jared makes his way and kneels down in front of the duo he kind of points his gun down and kind of like like presses it against the floor as he holds it kind of like using it as a support the way they've been posed are they on mounts of any kind they are or not. is it just their bodies? Just their bodies. Okay. Jared is going to look briefly up the steps. Again, very wary of traps. Before looking back to the door to see if the twins and all have made it in yet. This area, while it's big, isn't... If they walked in, it would be crowded. They seem to be watching your guys' back currently. They're keeping an eye on the yard. At that, Jared is going to open his coat. He's going to briefly slide his shotgun back down into the punch pocket that he's made for it. He's going to reach out 
and like reaching under her armpits, he's going to try and take Brekka away from the family portrait they got going on here. Yeah, I mean, she's a slight gal. It's not hard to lift her up even with dead weight. However, just as you're able to lift her like an inch or two off the step, Mm -hmm. you hear a piano being played. And the tune is childish in nature. And then you realize what it is. Three blind mice plays. (laughs) It's coming from the living room. Jared pauses what he's doing and looks over um, in the direction of the sound before looking back to Al. Grab Felix, get him out on the porch. And as he says that, he's lifting Brecca up and bringing her back towards the door. Uh, as you start to move, at least with mm-hmm. Brecca, that's like when the twins kind of perk up and look around and see what's happening. Mm-hmm. And you see their jaws tense and you can almost hear the teeth grinding as one of them pushes ahead and tries to take Brecca from you. Not like a childish, give it to me, it's my toy. Yeah, but yeah. There's definitely a possessive nature to it and just kind of looks at you. I think you've done enough. I think Jared relents at that and easily gives her up into his care. The second that he's handed her off, he reaches to take his shotgun again so that he can be on watch. Looking back to the staircase, I think he'd stare back at Evelyn's twice-dead corpse for a moment. And whereas there seemed to be a focus on pulling the bodies away from his, his reasoning is this place is full of traps and weird magic and shit, and he doesn't have a firm idea of what it could be, but he wants their bodies safe and out of the building just in case, but he doesn't pay that same respect to the more desecrated corpse. Um, it's just about getting the recently dead Felix and out of there so as i don't know what al's doing yeah well al um, i know what jared told him to yeah do. if you told al would uh get felix okay and then i mean i don't know like if either of them were paying attention they may hear him but as he's like carrying felix out he would like say to felix i'm sorry with the twins taking Brecca. They look at each other, and they nod, and the one that has Brekka starts to walk away. Brekka in his arms looks like she's sleeping, despite the gory, nasty face at this point. And he cradles her just like someone would cradle someone who drank too much, trying to get them to bed. And you have lost one of your allies as they try to take care of this corpse. Got it. I think his ear kind of perks as he hears Al muttering to Felix. But with his shotgun lifted up a bit, I think without the others, I think he's already walking in the direction of the music. Rowan's not far behind him. Um, is the is the room dark? Like dark-ish, pitch black? 
it's it's still midday so even though like okay. curtains are closed you know it's it's dim okay <laughs> so so you're not waiting for al to come back after where is where's al putting felix it's on the porch just that i don't think he'd put him on the porch he'd like put him like he'd go a little bit off the porch and then kind of like lay him down if there was something to kind of like perch him against that's that's easily doable. As Al is doing that, and with Rowan in tow, um, it's not that he's not thinking clearly, but he's very driven at this point. He's walking towards the living room because he's seen the piano. Um, he looked down while Felix was investigating, so he, he knows roughly where to go, even though he hasn't investigated the downstairs. So as you approach the living room, the pair of you, you are able to recognize that these aren't people posed. These are mannequins. You count eight, and they are standing around as if this were some delightful cocktail party where someone is playing piano, and we're all just observing this wonderfully talented person playing three blind mice. Uh, some of them are sitting, some of them are standing, some of them have drinks, some of them are like posed as if they're laughing, you know, having a good jolly time. And sitting at the piano is... The person who took your eye is the person who killed Felix. The pack rat sits, playing this song, his garb still weighed down heavy with random objects he has found. And he doesn't turn to face you. He continues to play, and instead, in weird mismatch pattern of a wave, these mannequins spin their head completely in a 360 to snap and look at you too. They don't do it all at the same time, it's just like one snaps off and then two and then one and then three uh, as they all turn their focus to you. Because how dare you interrupt this recital. And at this point, I would like us to do initiative, please. Jared got a 10 of rams. Okay, Rowan has an ace of masks, or a, I assume is a one. It is. So two <laughs> Al got a three of masks. That makes sense. He's a little busy right now. And what did the Mondos get? Monsters got a nine. And the allies, the cult of personalities that remains, got a seven. So what is our order? It goes Jared, Monsters, Cult, Al, Brandy. I know I mixed that all up where I used... <laughs> Real names and fake names. <laughs> but it's there. You know what it is. Alright, Jared. What do you do? I think start stepping past the mannequins as this man plays. And I think looking over the living room and sort of flashing back to watching over Felix and whatnot and remembering the house of Jared looks to the man playing the piano with his shotgun not trained on him like in an aggressive tactical way but just kind of like loosely lifted up towards him I think Jared is going to cock his head and ask what happened to the dog oh my gosh I love Jared <laughs> the music stops and he doesn't turn around but you can still hear the smirk in his face in his face, on his face. What dog? Jared 
is going to uh, look back towards the couch. Are the two bodies still there? The bodies that were like, nope. Okay. They are not. So Jared is just, he's just going to nod his head over towards the couch. Last time we were here, there was a uh, dog following us around. The kid, more specifically. And as he turns back to look at the rat, well, don't stop on my account. He nods his head, you say? Well, if I got a captive audience. And he starts playing Oh My Darling. As Oh My Darling starts playing, and he starts to sing along with this, and the mannequins spring to life. All eight of them jump, move, run. But they avoid you. They swarm right around you and start to attack anything and anyone that's not you. So me. Cool. <laughs> so, uh, we're gonna... Sorry. <laughs> Thanks. There's going to be... Oh, I want to split this up. I think there's going to be two on Rowan, three on the remaining twin. There's going to be three on Ren. Because otherwise, then they'd block the area and they're trying to just push through. So, I'm going to do some flips. This is, again, future Alex. Fucking have fun with this shit. So, the first two on Rowan. We'll do one at a time. So, it's a five of masks, and then with my modifier... So, six of masks. So, the first one's going to land, and it is going to do three wounds. At this point, it no longer has the broken glass that we saw in the other party. Uh, now it has legit claws. Just metal claws that shred right through your tunic. Blouse. Whatever it is. Ow. Second attack. Go ahead and flip for defense. So a 13 of rams. Yeah, and this one is close. This one you feel like they would, they should have gotten you. But due to the force of the other one shredding through your chest, it misses. It just miscalibrates and is unable to hit. Although, you have that moment of, oh god, I'm so very lucky. Mm -hmm. So now I have to flip for my boys. We see the twin nearly get taken down as this horde of mannequins clambers down. And it's not just that they're swiping, they're almost mob mentality of grabbing on and pulling him to the ground so they can all take a chance to tear him apart. He's down on the ground. He's still there, screaming in agony, and also rage. As far as the other, however, by sheer dumb luck, somehow he manages, manages to avoid getting hit. He is nimble like a cat. Although, you know, if we were able to see the bruises on his knees and arms, you would assume he's actually pretty clumsy. And he looks just about as surprised as anyone else would that they did not manage to get him. Uh, he uses his, his parasol to like swipe them away and bat them off. Not doing any damage, but it's enough to push them off for now. And then our dear, dear pack rat. He finishes his first, the first chorus of Oh My Darling. As he finishes, his right hand whips out and there comes the stiletto out of his sleeve, caught in his hand. And you see the blade gain this corporeal green essence around it. 
magic of some sort. Mm-hmm. Does not look great. And he does not turns to look over his shoulder at you. And just that wicked, disgusting smile. And that giggle starts up again. I need Jared to give me a willpower save. Willpower? Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. I think he has a whole lot of this, actually, so maybe we're good. Fuck yeah, Jared. Fuck yeah. So Jared got a 17 of crows. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, He's yeah. not taking the shit. Yeah, you're... Yup. Mm-hmm. I think the second he looks over... Jared, with the shotgun still lifted up towards the rat, just slowly rolls his head until it just pops. We'll start with Ren. And as he's sweeping away these mannequins with the the parasol, he lowers it for a moment. And you see his eyes roll in the back of his head as he seems to regain his presence. And around him, three ghosts appear. Uh, one of them is somewhat recognizable in the sense that it is Vicio who Felix spoke to. It's a young girl, 16, with a veil over her face. And before, where she was kind of translucent and white, she now has this very red hue about her, and her face is set in anger. The other two, though, aren't as specific. It's just kind of general NPC. One's a man, one's a woman, they're ghosts. It's not going to be a good time for anybody. And they go and swarm the three mannequins that are on them and do fucking nothing. (laughs) The mannequins, although are a little distracted and are trying to swipe away at this, this new threat, which they're like, okay, wait, there's this guy and now we have these. And it's clear that they're just trying to refocus their attention. They lose their mob mentality as they're trying to fight off these ghosts rather than run. And then we have our twin who's on the ground who manages to recover himself and pulls out his sword slices it directly through the mannequins none of them fall but you can see splinters spray and the sword gets stuck in the last one which he has to yank out so he can't do another attack on any of them i don't know how far like somewhere to have perched felix would have been it's gonna be somewhere outside so you'll have to spend half your turn getting back inside. You're still in the fight. It's just that you're going to be delayed. Okay. Um, but you have a rifle, so if you get a clear shot, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if... So so I, I can, like, move and then shoot, right? So, like, that's... Yeah. Okay. Uh, would he have, like, a clear shot to, like, either a mannequin or... So right now the foyer is full of chaos. There's at least 11 bodies on the floor. There's six mannequins, three ghosts, two humans. Three ghosts. (laughs) So uh, the ghosts, you probably didn't see in time that Rens spawned them. Mm -hmm. But they're also fighting the mannequins. So however Al would take that. uh, Both humans are standing. Although one looks severely wounded as he's fighting off three mannequins on his own. Ren seems to be holding holding fine, which is surprising for such a frail looking boy. You can't really get a good shot as to what's happening past them, though, because it is a little busy. You don't know where Jared is. You don't know where Roan is. You don't know the state of their current affairs. But you would have a clear shot to the foyer of several targets. If you stayed, like, at the door. Could he potentially go to, like, a window somewhere? The windows are... 
The one window outside that's not by the porch leads into the study, which you have not been in, so you don't know what's in there. And the other one is to the living room, or not living room, the dining room, which you also haven't been in, and they're both curtains, so you, you could break them, but you don't know what's on the other side. You don't know what the shot's going to be like. So then the the one that's like on the left, then I think Al's going to try to go in through there rather than trying to like fumble his way through the door where like everyone's partying. To... The left meaning the window? Yes. Okay, so the left window, it is higher. So when you break it, you're going to have to be able to lift yourself up into it. It's not like impossible. It's just that it's a little bit tall for a window. Right. Mm-hmm. Move, break the glass. I'm not going to make you flip for it. I think I'm going to make you flip for us if you take damage. Uh, so we're just like straight <laughs> flipping here, right? Ooh, yeah, that's a... So a jack of tomes. Yes, tomes. You're fine. I'm not sure if this is your first window you've broken into, but at least uh, maybe you're just a little shy about getting cut right now. So you're sure to clear off the glass from the cell and you're able to pull yourself in. And inside is a room you haven't seen yet. Inside is a study that this window is right leads right into a desk. So you have to kind of climb on top of this desk and you see a ceiling fan, which is pretty rare. This must've been a very hoity-toity house. And from it, a key hangs uh, on, on the on the pole string. And around the room, it's, it's lined with bookshelves and such. The door is closed, you hear the commotion, but that's what you see. Okay, um, I think he's just gonna take note of the key. Frankie. Hi. Hi. I would like to try and cast Drain Life. Okay. Ooh. Um, so, um, and, I, and I, it's a one action point to cast, so I think, can I do it at the same time towards both of them? Does that split the effectiveness? So, it, you can only pick one target. Okay. Uh, the one that hit me. The one that hit you. Cool. Because fuck that guy. Uh, awesome. Go ahead and flip. And I get to resist with willpower, correct? Yes. Uh, actually, you get to resist using your defense. Defense, okay. Um, so it's tenacity and necromancy. And it and it says flip plus two. And then it tells me I remember get I get a one plus flip. So that flip extra card means because you're a necromancer, you have a fancy dancy trait that uh-huh. all, all your necromancy spells get an additional flip, which means you have a double the chance of success. So you flip two cards and you take the higher of the two. Okay. Shabam. <laughs> False. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound great. What'd you get? <laughs> well, including my mods, I would get a six of, let me see which one. It doesn't really matter because I don't think it it's would. It's yeah, It's not going to hit. I have to go over nine. That's just your first time. Go ahead and try again. Uh, okay. Unless you want to do something different for your second action. Nope. Okay. Okay. What does the black joker mean? It's a critical something. It's bad. Uh, it's not a good one. But I get to pick between the two, right? No. Oh. <laughs> when Why? It's a, when it's a critical for better or worse, you get the worse. No. Thanks, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Rowan, you think how foolish you were not to be afraid. These two guys came back to you, throat slit, missing an eye, and you had the audacity to say, I should be more scared than I am. And here you are standing, being mobbed down by two 
what should be inanimate objects bleeding from your torso to your neck, and your spell failed. Sure, this is new magic, but this is a bad time for that to fizzle. Yeah. And you feel yourself shiver and quake, and you freeze. Wonderful. Next turn, you're paralyzed, so you can't act. Some bitch! <laughs> okay. Oh, man. Top of the round. So, Alex, I didn't vocalize it, but I just want to double check with you if this is okay or not. Nope. So, that whole time, Jared has been pointing his gun at the rat, and the rat hasn't moved. Can I count that as a focus? Because he passed his last turn. Uh, it wasn't a pass. It's because you talked a lot. Yeah. Um, okay. It was more than just like a uh, one-line liner. There was There was communication that happened. There was communication, but I figured that was the action and then throwing up the gun. So you had an action of talking and then throwing up the gun. So you wouldn't have been able to focus. Well, focus would have been the gun because his gun was up and then he pointed it at the rat. I think in the future we need to address focus when it happens. Yeah, okay. Because otherwise I I didn't not take it as focus. Yeah, okay. Because they're all different things laid out. So, if that's the case, then I will burn my first point on focus. Bam. And then, um, then he's going to fire off a shot. So let's see how that plays. We believe in you. Well, let's see. So, he has a 13 to hit. Does that do it? It does not. Wow. Okay. That is his move. It goes down to monsters. Monsters. So the shot rings out. I, I firmly believe that Jerry is a focus guy, particularly after the last round. There is something that can't be dismissed, though, about hearing a woman screaming behind you. Hearing the sounds of another man being taken down. The unholy fucking noises that would come from ghosts. And then also from somewhere you hear glass shatter. Somewhere behind you. A little muffled. There's a lot going on. Your Mm. aim is just a little (laughs) off. And blows shot into the piano. The pack rat jumps up. And it's going to charge you. Okay. So, first flip. Go ahead and give me a defense. That, ooh, okay. So that is going to be a 17 of masks. Nice, 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 nice. You feel like you're about to get the owl treatment as this blade whistles across your neck, barely skirting by. It's going to attack you again for his second melee in his charge. That is only going to be a five of rams. This one's going to hit. You're taking three damage as this blade ends up crossing... Odd. I'm trying to think because you're all armored up. Where it would have to hit somewhere pretty specific. Probably that joint right where that breastplate doesn't cover. Yep. I was going to say his, uh, just for reference, his upper arms, those joints, and his thighs are all uncovered. Cool. I figured since he was doing the neck, it needed to be something upper yeah, body. In that in that area. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to say he just goes for a jab right in that armpit. Sticks mm-hmm. you up for three damage. And then you feel a burn. And you have a poison plus one on you. And then the mannequins are going to go. We have, excuse me, two on Rowan. So go ahead and flip your first defense. 
seven of masks. It misses. And next one. Four of masks. Also misses. Fucking close. <laughs> I might have tore through all my high cards early on. Thanks. I think I just pulled my last king until I need to shuffle. <laughs> all right, and then we have a few on the twin. And one makes contact. And the twin goes down. At the same time that he's pulling his sword away, the one on the part of the far right, the one that he hit first, raises his claw hand and just goes for it. Sticks it right into his chest. And it's just enough damage to make him fall unconscious. And then we have Ren. And the mannequins are focusing on the ghosts. One of them makes contact. And as soon as they touch it, it's not Vicio, it's the man ghost. And they swipe through and he disappears, just fades away. Like the steam that it seems to be made out of. Which means then it's the... Wrath is down, he can't do anything. Uh, he, he got knocked unconscious, unconscious. Oh, I guess he needs to make his centering check. So he is able to pull himself back up, but he's a little weary. He's knocked on the ground. Uh, it's going to be a rough next turn for him. He's still at zero hit points. Ren commands his ghosties to do some damage. And they're going to do some shit. Look at that. And one of them is just demolished. The ghost goes inside of it and explodes it from the inside. Shrapnel goes everywhere. Ren pops his parasol to avoid getting splintered. It tears through his parasol, which he lowers and looks pretty disappointed by. So we have lost a mannequin. Good riddance. So Al is gonna, I guess, is the door like unlocked? Can he just go through? Mm-hmm. Easy okay. peasy. Uh, and so you're able to go through, you're in that hallway now, and you see with Jared on your right being attacked by the pack rat, you see Rowan being swarmed by two, and she, I'm it's looking a little rough, uh, a little overwhelmed, a little fucking terrified. Uh, and then it's almost a flip of before, where now you see the mannequins that were on the twin, and they're hovering over his body, like it's still kind of ready to to prime an attack and the ghosts seem to be doing their own thing but now you don't have as good of a shot on the allies as you do your friends okay uh i mean if, if no one looks like they're in immediate danger like they're like well other than the guy laying on the ground <laughs> the, the, everyone looks like the, everyone's in danger there's probably that the one that looks the most in danger would be the guy on the ground although he might be getting up soon it's hard to tell there's a lot of stuff happening right now but everyone is in danger Okay. Um, I think Al's gonna take a shot at the big bad. Okay. Fucking yeah, man. So sixteen. Damn. Of masks. You have three plus margins of success. Um. So doo -doo -doo -doo. I have a five, a six, and a seven. <laughs> <laughs> So you take the highest of the of the three. So the seven is moderate damage. <laughs> so then it'd be doing five. Five damage? Kablooey, where are you aiming? So kind of, yeah, the owl, like, you know, coming through the door, does like a quick, like, scan of the room, just kind of like, all right. Um, and then sees Packrat. And just, just see, like, sees, you know, him there with Jared. 
and just seething anger of like everything that's happened just lines up the shot in his head just kind of just don't miss this fucking shot <laughs> and he lines it up and goes for the biggest like so that's why he aims at chest here he's like okay the biggest target of the body pulls the trigger it hits and it strikes true and you hear him cry out in fucking agony and he goes to hold his side not with his knife hand of course with his other hand and he shirks a bit and turns and looks at you Rowan what's your thought process like what what snaps you out of being paralyzed um I probably the gunshot that I heard because that means my homie's here to pass. <laughs> fuck oh fuck oh fuck oh fuck I would probably hear the gunshot and then I would be able to at least sit up because wasn't I knocked on my back no something oh you're just paralyzed um I would probably scream my face off for Al <laughs> perfect from the stairway and those who've been in the house know that there's a cutaway at the the middle point of the landing of the stairs where you can look down into the living room and all you hear is a man yelling rampage as he seems to descend from a rope rappelling down and he throws something and then there's a bang and then there's smoke Jared, you recognize this voice as Ken coming to do what he thinks is saving the day. (laughs) The smoke's going to provide a little bit of cover for everybody. So everyone's defenses are going to go up uh, a plus flip for defense. That also means the bad guys get a plus flip for defense. And particularly pack red. It's not going to meet to the the mannequins. Probably the two mannequins that are on Brandy, but not the other ones. And you hear his body thud, and then he starts to take off. And that's what we'll end him. We'll give him, like, a more proper turn on on the Cult of Personalities turn. Dope. And the pack rat looks surprised. He's surprised he's shot. He's surprised you guys aren't dead yet. He's surprised there's reinforcements. This is not going according to plan. Top of the turn. So. Oh, Jared, go ahead and take one damage as your poison wears off. Oh yeah, already took care of it. Um, so as the pack rat reels in pain and as smoke starts to flood, Jared gets this sense of urgency. Like, as he's feeling this like poison rack his side, like right near his goddamn heart, there is this added sense of he's either going to kill me or he's going to take this opportunity and he's going to fucking run. So with that, twice in quick succession, he's going to rip the lever of his shotgun and just fire twice into the motherfucker. Okay, let's do the first one. Yep. Um, yeah, so let's fucking go. Okay, I'm going to cheat that because I have the shotgun skill. Fuck it, because I know that he has a plus to his defense. So I'm going to burn this and I'm going to get gonna burn that and i'm gonna get a 14 of masks for that one spencer i'm so sorry oh no (laughs) that's okay i know i know 
I pulled a red joker. So that one misses. No! Your gun jams. This brand Does new it? piece of machinery jams. But it's a lever action. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Or whatever. It's the lever action pulls and there's no pushback. It's like flushing the toilet when the thing's fucked up. It's just loosey-goosey. Okay. That's the fucking worst. Okay. So you take this first shot, or you're trying to, and you realize that maybe something in the hustle bustle of running around town. You really don't think Mueller would give you a bad gun. Just shit happens, man. Okay. So that's going to conclude that turn, though. For okay. and, and You're not doing damage. He's not taking damage. It's a wash. Um, if you want to take your extra action point to focus, I'll allow it. I think he's going to get pissed, and I don't think he's going to... Um, so what I think is going to happen is I think as the gun jams, I think he's going to look to the rat. Can he still clearly see the rat? Can they still make eye contact as the smoke is like flooding around them? Mm -hmm. Jared is going to impose. He is going to glare at this motherfucker with this ultimate stare of I am going to fucking kill you. <laughs> um, so that is intimidation versus his tenacity. Okay. So I'm going to go for that. Shit. Ah, oh, damn. Okay. So even though he has... Oh, nope. Nope, because he has the shotgun. <laughs> okay. <laughs> damn it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you get? Instead of a fucking nine, I'm gonna do fifteen. So that's a fifteen of rams. That's gonna do it. Hell yeah, it's gonna do it. Uh, so what is that? Just so I can. I don't know what you're doing. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So uh, when imposed, um, the target suffers. Oh, there's margin of success for this. Okay, but hold on. So, uh, target suffers negative flip to any attack. Okay. And there is margins of success. So for every margin of success, it's a negative flip to their next attack. So there was only one margin of success. <laughs> okay, cool. So he takes negative flip to next attack. Good. Good. Work. Yep. And now we go to the monsters. 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 Okay. Monsters are saying that... The twin is down, discombobulated, not seeming to be getting up anytime soon. The mannequins leave him. And they're going to split up. And one of them's going to go on to... Actually, two of them are going to go on to Ren. And one of them's going to go off and attack Al. So, Al. Give me a defense slip. That is... 13 of... Tomes. It's going to hit but without any success. So that means it's going to have a minus flip to its damage, which is fortunate for you. Uh, but you're still going to take three damage, three wounds. And then we're going to attack Ren. The first one misses. I have to shuffle my deck. Uh, I'm going to give this as, since I've never had to do this before, uh, since I'm shuffling my deck, go ahead and take a cheat card, everybody. Refresh that pool. Now there's three more hitting. The other two ghosties go away, and even Vicio, who's more corporeal than the other ones, 
and her rage, you hear her scream. And it's not Rowan's scream, but everyone hears just this high-pitched shrill that seems to echo throughout the house as she is dismissed, we'll say. And the other one will hit on Ren as it knocks away his precious parasol. As it does so, the other claw comes around and swipes at his thigh, clawing at that, and he will take damage and tries to lean down to hold his leg, hoping that it doesn't bleed out. Allies. Oh no, because then it's two on Rowan. So let's go ahead and do the first one. So it is a three of tomes. It still fucking misses. <laughs> Aces. Nice. Fuck yeah. What happens though is that it seems to react to its controller being shot and so it's distracted. So it's like it swipes at you but it's not super focused. Uh, and so lucky you, you get don't don't get hit by the first one. How about the second one? It is a ten of tomes. That one also misses. It seems to be under the same influence as the other one where it realizes that while it's attacking you that maybe that other guy, this new player over here that just shot our creator needs to be taken out. Nice. He's, he's pretty chill. He's, he's a pretty chill guy. <laughs> since, since their first action was to attack, they're going to move towards Al. Next turn, there'll be three mannequins on Al. And the, Rowan is now without any. We are going to see how twin is doing barely hanging on he can't quite get enough to stand up again uh he's holding where he's bleeding out i don't think he even has words at the moment he's just trying to make sure he <laughs> stays fucking conscious as he's watching the scene play out and then ren who has four on him now <gasps> i didn't do pack rat pack rat is going to fucking book it he is cheesing out. He looks at Jared and his scary ass face and the smoke is surrounding him and all he sees is a moment to run. He turns tail and is ready to go. Ren <laughs> is going to look at the blood on his leg and start to breathe a little heavier, a little panicky. And you see his eyes roll back in his head again. And this time, a much scarier ghost comes out. It's mostly teeth. But it's like its head is bandaged, even though it looks more like an eel, you know? Just the way its jaws unhinge. It has bandages wrapped down, and the bandages kind of cover the rest of its body. It doesn't have feet, and it has arms and big long claws. And this thing like slobbers as it appears behind him. He's not able to attack this turn, but it is summoned. And then Ken, as he drops from the stairs, sees the pack rat booking it. And he sticks out a leg, watching this villain run. The most sentient thing in this fucking room that's attacking everybody. And the pack rat eats shit. Falls <laughs> face first midway between the living room and the kitchen. And he is fallen prone. Al, you now have three mannequins on you. They didn't attack you this turn, but you are being swarmed. Are they in the way of Pack Rat? Yeah, your your sight line of sight's blocked. Like if you're gonna be attacking anybody, you're gonna be attacking mannequins. 
Okay, am I still like, are they like surrounding, surrounding me? Could I go like back in the room I came in? You can go back into the study, yeah. It's just like what I'm saying is that there's a little line going in front of you that, that blocks you from doing anything helping the crew. Okay. Um, so Al would like go and like get behind the desk. It's like push up right against the window. Oh, like they're fit. Oh, that's weird. Okay. Damn it. All right. Well, that's fine. He's so he's going to like run back into the room. Can I still try to shoot at one of them? You may. All right. So we're going to try to shoot one of these bitch ass. I'm going to shoot it with a 10 of crows, making it a, so 13 of crows. That's going to hit, and it hits with no margins of success. So you have a minus flip to your damage. That's a fucking king. Whoop, whoop. So that's, uh, that's going to be six damage. Fucking obliterates. Out my face, dog. Which there's one that looked a little damaged and two fully health. Which one would you have aimed for? Technically, leave enough to you. Whatever one was in the middle would be who he aimed for. So uh, I just eliminated a full health one. Okay. Rowan, you are now free. You are watching as Jer is being this mean motherfucker, and you are. You see the pack rat cheese it. And you see this rather handsome man rappel down from the top stairs, yelling rampage as he threw down a fucking smoke grenade. And, or at least, fucking 1900s equivalent. You see him trip the pack rat. You hear behind you as the other two, or at least one of them, has fallen. Uh, the chaos is happening around. You hear the gunshot. You hear Al fucking running backwards, going to get help. And. Hey, hey. <laughs> Uh, I think the first thing I'm going to do is try to heal myself now that I don't have anything on me. Well, how are you doing that? Which way do you want to heal yourself? Okay, so I'm going to use the heal pack in my bag, and I'm going to take whatever tools I have out of my bag and fix the wound that is on my chest. Okay, give me a straight flip. It is a nine of crows. Okay, so... I have a, a weak, moderate, severe damage on this. You are healed three points as you Perfect. are wrapped Full up. Health. Full health. Shablam. Okay, and then I have a second action point, I believe. You do. Um, can I see uh, the twin? Yeah, he's on the ground, uh, you know, bleary, trying to, to hold himself together. I would try to go to... Does he have people on him? No, he's currently clear. Okay, I would go to him. Do you want to say anything or do you want me to pass turn? Pass turn. Cool. Jared is not going to let this guy go. Um, <laughs> shitty gun or not. So um, I want to have Jared charge after him. He's, he's going to run the rat down. Mm -hmm. And I think the second he's on him, I think he's going to... I don't even think he's going to drop his gun because I think he just needs to lower it and then use his punching hand. Okay. Yeah, so twice he's just going to descend on him and try to hit him. Fucking stab him uh, in the eye, Jared. And the rat's... <laughs> the rat is prone, right? Prone. Okay, dope. So that's going to be a 14 of masks. That hits no margin of success. Okay. 
Um, then I'm gonna go for damage, which has a minus is just one. punching. Yep. Okay. Um, cool. Then he got a five, which is low. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. So low damage with his fists is still a three. How do you take him out? No, it's a two. Oh, it's a two. Bummer. Oh. But he has two. He has two attacks. Yeah. Don't fuck up. Come on. Let's, let's, see. <laughs> let's not. Let's let's fucking hope not. You uh, can do boom. it. Yeah, boy. Okay. So, uh, that next one is going to be a 17 of tomes. That hits with two plus margins of, su- of success. How many damage flips do I do? Plus one. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Doesn't okay. fucking matter. He's done, so. Yep, they're both moderate, so, uh, that would be a three. Describe it for me. Okay. Jared goes in, and seeing the rat he just kind of, uh, he kneels down, like, right on his back, puts the gun aside, still holding it, but with his main arm, he's going to reach back, punch the rat straight in the back of the head, and I think as the rat's head kind of bounces back from that blow, I think he grabs the rat by his fucking greasy-ass disgusting hair and slams his head again into the ground more forcefully. That does it. Yeah. Bitch. Ding dong. Gore starts to splatter on the ground as his face is crushed. The few times that you force him to the ground. The smoke is thick and you're realizing while it's starting to slowly clear out, it's still starting to choke you in a way as you're exerting effort to do this. As you're trying Mm -hmm. to recover, it's easy to start coughing. Yeah. The mannequins don't stop, so we're still in combat. Okay. As you're smashing his head in, the pack rat just continues to laugh and laugh and giggle and turtle, and it's bubbling as blood fills his mouth until finally he falls unconscious. Gross. And now, mannequins. The first attack on... uh, They're going to move and attack, so first attack on Al. Um. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, three. That is a fourteen of crows. It misses, and then the next one comes in and tries to attack. That one is a red fucking <laughs> joker. <laughs> Woo! Okay. Bada bop bop. What ends up happening is this. These mannequins. A little woozy now, almost, as you don't really know what's happened, but they seem a little discombobulated. And they try to push into the room at the same time. And they pause, and they try to push into the room again. And they pause, and finally the one pushes the other one out of the way. But then, I like that push seems to knock a shoulder out of place for one of them. And it kind of swings its arm dumbly at the other one, and it's like they're almost trying to attack each other rather than you. And then we have some on... Ren. Yeah, Ren's down. Uh, this freshly formed ghost isn't enough to scare off these mannequins as all of them take a chance at pushing and cutting and clawing at him. This poor boy doesn't stand a chance. He also collapses, falling unconscious completely. He does not have the the wherewithal that the twin did. And then the, twi- or then the mannequins stop and look 
Rowan. And as they start to move, they also start to look a little discombobulated. They're not bumping into each other, but they're starting to, to get loosey-goosey as they stumble on towards you. So next turn, you'll have four mannequins surrounding you. You and the twin. Cool. Mm-hmm. The twin looks at you because you haven't had a chance to help him yet. Mm-hmm. And he lifts his sword with a weak grip, tries to put a hand on you like, I, yeah, I'm going to need your help, but I'll, I got your back. As, as he tries to threaten these wibbly-wobbly mannequins. Ren is still unconscious, starting to bleed out. Ken takes a moment, looks at Jared as he's smashing the pack rat's head in and lowers his pistol and just blasts a shot directly into the rat's head. And he does it a second time. (laughs) And it looks like he's ready to do it again. This, of course, creates a nice little color pattern on our dear Jared, who can never get through a fight scene without getting a little gore on him. (laughs) Mm -hmm. All right, well, since she's occupied with the twin, I assume that she would just kind of grip her staff tighter, try to help him up a little bit since he's insistent on doing something. There's nothing that she can do to, like, keep him steady. She would probably just kind of try to support him as best as she could. And it's not my turn yet, I don't think, is it? Nope. So. <laughs> I know. The two, I, I still have the two on me. Yes. They're like too close for me to shoot with a rifle, so I think Al's going to try to... F- you can, just do a negative flip to it. Uh, I think we're going to try to... Because they're, they're close, I don't think Al would actually try to shoot them at close range. So... Okay. Um, I don't know like what it would count as, if it's like a mic or something. Basically like using the gun and just... Melee. Whap them. Don't have melee, so just straight flip. Mm-hmm. Uh, ten of rams. It is a tie, so your damage will suffer two minus flips. So you're pulling mm-hmm. three cards, two minus flips. Taking the lower. We only have two cards. Go ahead and recall, shuffle that main deck, everyone draw a twist card. Okay, what do I... Uh, because I drew... Yeah. Re- re- just remember what they were. Okay, hold on. Write them down if you need to. Ace and eight. Yeah, if it's a negative flip, then you're just taking that ace. Unless it's a black joker after he shuffles. Oh, well, you know what? That's true. It is not. <laughs> <laughs> just made you worry, though. <laughs> made me very worried. Okay, so... That's weak damage. So I don't know what that... Zero, one, two. So, zero damage. But you have another attack. Yeah, he's going to flap him again. Crunch. With a five of tomes. That hits. Uh, No margins of success, so just a minus flip. Uh, So that is a six, so moderate damage for one. And that's one damage. It's the one with the dislocated shoulder. It's the one that was previously damaged. It's looking quite fumbly. Nice. And then, well, because I'm still under the same brilliant effect. So I have been getting one. Regents. Yeah, okay. Just wanted to make sure. All right. So I am going to cast self-harm. Eight of masks plus six. 
Eight and six is a 14 of masks. It is going to succeed. Are you adding anything uh, like increased severity or anything? Any amudos? I'm going to do increased severity. So it adds plus one to my damage flip if my spell lands. Cool. And it does land. What you end up seeing is this mannequin. And it's one of the ones that was previously wounded by the twin. Looks like it's about ready to reach out and slice you. Mm-hmm. And it slices itself instead. Just a direct claw across his chest, much like how you were attacked previously. And what was your damage flip? Damage flip was an 11 of crows, but then I got to add one, so a 12 of crows. Uh, Which is severe damage. And so you see it claw itself into oblivion. It just cuts right through its own core and falls apart. Nice. Magic is nice when it works. When it works, (laughs) it's fucking cool. (laughs) We will then go to the top of the round. Jared. There's a fucking pistol being shot right next to you. And to the further bloodied head. Yep. So, Jared um, is sort of in a daze at this point. I think he sort of ignores Ken and what Ken's getting up to. Your ears ring a little bit. Yeah. But he's, he's like, he's been around this stuff a while. I imagine his ears are always ringing. He pushes up and reaching back over his shoulder... I think he's going to use that healing kit. He needs he needs to patch himself up because his poison is burning a hole through him. So yeah, he's going to use that. You said that was one action point? Mm-hmm. And we didn't need to flip for it? You do a direct flip only so you know the, the damage spectrum on it. Yep, cool. That is a 13. You heal fives. Dope. So being a bit recombobulated... He's going to uh, walk back through the smoke. I think he's going to head towards the chaos with his gun at his side. So I'm going to use a move to get closer to where Rowan and the gang are and all their mannequins. You do not see Al. Al is still currently missing. Yep. But you see one, you see Red on the ground. You see none of his ghost friends. They're all gone. And you see Rowan supporting the twin. We're going to do the two on Al. Uh, first one is 10, 11, 12 of crows. This one's going to hit. I have one margin of success, so I only get one. I get a straight flip. Take three damage. Getting another attack on you. Uh, 13 of tomes. It's a tie. So I get a minus flip to my damage. You are taking one damage. Al drops. As you drop, so do these mannequins. And it's like this last ditch effort as they swipe and paw at you that just pops all their joints out of sockets and they crumble. So on the start of your next turn, we'll do your centering check to make sure that you don't, or that you stay conscious. I usually jump the gun on it, but next turn's when we do it. And then, good guys, you guys still hear the pistol going off in the living room. And at this point, you're hearing a very angry, manly cry of rage. Oh, I need to do the fucking bad guys on on Rowan and Friends. Yeah, I was just going to remind you. Thanks. I would make you do a flip, but I got a red joker. I hate you. I know. It does um, automatically four damage. Ouch. Okay. 
And you also get a critical effect. So what ends up happening? As they surround you and this twin's trying to fend them off, one of them is just a little bit more clever than the rest. It's one of the ones that hasn't taken damage yet. And maybe it's the one that's been really leading the charge this entire time. As it, like a fucking predator, circles around you, not caring about Jared, not caring about the twin, seeing that you're the one here who is holding up this person. And as you're trying to keep track of everything that's going on in the smoke and the chaos, suddenly you feel a sharp pain in your back. And then you don't feel anything at all. You collapse. The condition is nervous system trauma. You are paralyzed. So from the waist down, you are paralyzed. Oh, fuck. Wow. Much like with Al, this was one last brave move. And even though you're crumbling, as you fall, unable to hold up this man, unable to even understand what's happening right now, you see these other three mannequins crumble. Hands losing, heads rolling off, torsos sliding off, and just into this pile of doll pieces on the ground. We are out of combat. The twin, at this point, is, is kind of falling with you. And even though he doesn't know you, he his face is set in concern and going, no, 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 no. We, we need help over here. And he looks to Jared and waves you over, assuming you can do something. So at this point, with no mannequins left in sight, uh, Jared is going to hurriedly put his shotgun back down in his duster, uh, and he is going to rush to their side. They've both been fucked up. Uh, oh, everyone in this room is fucked yeah, up. Yeah, ev everyone is clears. fucked up bad. So between the twin and Rowan, I know Rowan is like paralyzed, but I don't know that. So which one of them looks gorier? Which one of them? They, it's hard to tell. Basically one looks gory in the front, one looks gory from behind. Uh, the twin at this, like technically, the twin has zero hit points. Okay. So he is looking probably pale in comparison, a little mm. ashen due to blood loss. Uh, he's shaky, he can't stand on his own, but neither can Roan at this point. Al, go ahead and give me a centering. My, our, our don't fucking die check. <laughs> uh, it is uh, tenacity plus toughness. So I, I got a, uh, it's 11. Yeah, it's like an 11 plus. Um, okay, so more, more than 10? No, actually it's just 11. Yeah, 11 of masks. So he's not passed out. You're fine. You're you are still awake. I think, well, with because like knowing his condition and seeing the mannequins drop, I think Al's just gonna let the brilliance do its thing and kind of sit there for a moment until he feels like he can get up. So you'll spend a turn regening a hit point. Back to the crew out in the hallway. Jared, because he was asked to help her first. Uh, well, like, the twin ushered them over and is, yeah. So Jared is going to lean down and before he does anything for Rowan, he's going to check to see if she still has her pack. Yeah, she used it, right? Won't. Yep. Okay. Jared uh, is going to pop his neck again. He's going to roll his duster 
off his shoulders um, and cast it aside, gun and all. Jared is quickly going to push up his sleeves and he is going to go all Felix up in here. I was going to say up in this bitch, but that doesn't sound appropriate. He's low. <laughs> now okay. there is a bitch, definitely not. Yeah, so. it's like normally when it's just a situation, it's fine, but this is a lady. This is terrible. Um, so yeah, he's going to use doctoring, which he has. He just has a zero in it. Which means you can cheat it. Yep, so I'm gonna try this. Let's see. Let's see what I get before I fucking cheat it. Uh, do I have a target number? It's a five, and then for every one past that, you get uh, an additional health point. Okay. Look up the actual skill. Where's our doctor? Look at this. We got. Okay, so we got an eight of crows, which is good enough. Okay, yep. And it's going to be one damage. First aid duel is the target number for it is five. If, success, if successful, the character heals one damage plus the additional damage per margin of success. So okay. it's just one damage. Yep. Yeah, so uh, Jared, he comes up. Um, I think he pushes up his sleeves. I think he draws his knife from his holster and looks up to the twin. And in true Felix fashion, I think he asks if he can take the twin's sleeve. Because Felix is always cutting off people's fucking clothing to use as bandages. <laughs> yeah, of course. And he like extends his arm and tries yep. to like rip it off for you. Yeah, so Jared is obviously going to be careful. Like, he's going to turn the knife around. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's going to take the a big chunk of the sleeve. I think like like halfway down the bicep. I think he's going to cut it in half and ribbon it so that he can get it longer. Um, yeah, and I think he's going to try to, uh, he's going to try his very fucking best, which isn't great, but he's going to tie it in such a way where it's not a doctor doing this, but he's putting pressure over the wounds, which it's severe trauma, so the body's gonna do most of the work. Yeah, I don't think he can do anything about her loss of, of legs. That seems pretty severe. That's above his pay grade. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Technically, all the critical effects can go away, but I like this for character development. <laughs> Man, never being able to go to the bathroom by yourself. What a great development. <laughs> Just Barbara Gordon's me. Yep. <laughs> uh, so he's going to do that, and then he's going to look up to the twin, cock his head a bit. What about you? How are you doing? I'll, I'll, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. And he's fucking lying. He's not even trying to lie good, but he's definitely trying to push himself up, determined to be fine. Rowan, I'm going to give you an action here. Um, okay. Look at your big toe. <laughs> yeah, I think she's... I, I can't feel my legs. I can't feel anything below my waist. And she would... She, can, she has her arms, right? She can move her arms. I think she would try to pat herself down to see if she can feel anything I can't my legs I can't move and so she would kind of look frantically at, at Jared so I think Jared would hold up a hand and then turn she's starting to, his... to panic yeah sorry <laughs> he's gonna turn to his duster and even though his his gun is inside of it like so there is like a rigid backbone to it I think he's going to crumple it up um as best he can um 
put it behind Rowan and try to coax her into just lying down for a second. As this is happening, you suddenly hear a voice from out in the streets. There is a crashed window with an open door. There's an open door from the front door. Jared Kanan and Albert Long, you're under arrest for conspiring against the guild, harboring a fugitive, obstructing justice, and for whatever the hell you just did inside that house. Put down your weapons and put your hands up. Jared is going to freeze. He is going to look back down to Rowan. He is going to uh, pat a hand on her shoulder and rescind his pillow. He's going to take his duster back, uh, slowly standing up. He's going to try putting the duster on. He's going to retrieve his gun. Look between her and the twin. Where's Al? Does Rowan even know where Al is? She can't see him, can she? No. Nope. Yeah. Although, Al, you do hear all this. Right. So, I mean, Al would emerge from his, his room. Um, and, like, nod to Jared, kind of, like, you know, expecting, like, are we fucking going outside or what the fuck going in here? You know, just the, kind of the nod of just, like, you know, what are we doing? You guys hear the rush of feet as they start to storm the street, storm the building. Unless you look outside, you don't know how many there are, but it sounds like a lot. So Jared is quickly going to look to the twin. Do you have a bounty? No, no, not right now. Okay, well then Jared is immediately going to turn. He is going to uh, unjam his shotgun and he is going to fire it up towards the shielding. Ceiling, not shielding. I don't even know what that word is. <laughs> um, he's going to fire one of his torch shells up into the ceiling and shout, we have hostages back the fuck off. You will do. What? Oh. He's then going to look to oh, Al. Oh boy. He's then going to look to Al and gesture towards the back entrance and slowly start to step back, keeping an eye where they are now towards where the open door is. Oh my god. Um, lowering his voice, his shotgun still at the ready. We have to run now. The guild will take care of them. We just gotta go. <laughs> At that, to the twin, like, looks to Ren, who's bleeding out, and looks to the now paralyzed woman, and looks at you guys, and gives a nod. I got this. So. So. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so Al. Al. Because of what happened earlier, Al is going to as quickly as he can take off Abigail lay it next to Rowan I promise I'll be back Rowan grabs the gun reaches over and squeezes Al's hand and says go and yeah go with Jared oh my god Jared is gonna start moving um, is Ken still there near the corpse of the rat he is, and it's like he's in a daze too. He has ran out of ammo, at least like of immediate. <laughs> Hasn't reloaded, and it's outside, and he's breathing heavy, and he's just staring at this demolished body. Jared is going to 
run, because Ken is still in the direction that they need to be running in anyway to get out the back door. He's going to stop, he's going to grab Ren directly by the shoulder and yank on him, trying to whip him out of his daze. Do you have any more of that smoke? Uh, yeah. And he shoves you away. <laughs> Not into this. But he does pat himself, and he finds one. Jared still holding onto his shoulder. Uh, no, he's going to push off. He has the gun in his other hand. He's going to put... Yeah, he was pushed away. He's going to reach out, not to take it, but, like, holding his hand out, like, give it to me. He looks at you and the body and at Al and the smoke that's clearing, and you guys hear footsteps starting to hit the porch as you hear more guard yelling yep. of... They, they don't have patience for fucking hostages. Probably yeah. don't even fucking care. They're evil. He throws it into your palm, like just a hard pull or a hard push into the palm. Excellent. Thanks for letting me know. The second he gets that, he's going to motion to Al and he is going to charge the back fucking door. Go for it. Yup. Okay. So he's... Uh, He's going. I think he's going to, unless, yeah, if nothing happens, he's going to blow up the back. Are there any guildsmen back there? There are not. Good. Um, what is the back fence like? Iron gate. Without any guildsmen nearby, um, the shotgun going in and out and in and out is, is going to land back in its holster. And Jared, without saying a word, I think he pockets the smoke. Uh, but without saying anything to Al about what the plan is, he is just going to try to athletics his way over this fucking fence. Okay. Um, that's an 11. An 11 of tomes. You do it just fine. Yeah, Jared runs up, hops, clears it, jumps down to the other side. What is on the other side? Is it another yard? Or is it a road? It's an alleyway. Um, okay, so, I mean, if... Jared's just going and jumping over a fence, pop smoke. Al's going to basically just try to stay with him and just go. Go ahead and give me an athletics check to hop that fence. What? You've never taken a shortcut before? Uh, so it's a 10 of grams. You make it just fine. Excellent. Jared, you hear him right behind you, not having an issue keeping up. With Alan Toe. He is going to pick a direction, and he is just going to start booking. Because they are not going to guild prison. They will not survive. Uh, I'm too pretty for prison. As you guys take off uh, down the road, at the first intersection, a carriage comes roaring across and halts. A little staggered. Because, you know, carriages can't just stop on a dime. Well, that'd be fucking mm -hmm. cool. Drifts around the corner, screeches, <laughs> horses neigh. Um, <laughs> power move. And you see a figure driving it uh, in a really well-made cloak made of, like, a dark purple. They remove their hood. You do not know this person. She is a woman of Indian heritage. She looks very prim and proper, not a hair out of place. She has glasses, half-moon glasses, perched on her nose. And she looks down at you, looking at the mess that you two are. <laughs> Mr. Kanan, Mr. Long, 
You've made quite a mess of things. Get in. We need to find your niece, Mr. Kanan. We see the camera pull out at this point. Going to more of a bird's eye view as we see Guild Officer's Storm, the pack rat house. You're starting to see bits of smoke clear out and maybe it's the smoke from the smoke bomb. Maybe it's from something else. And we see the twin point upstairs and say, he went upstairs. They're upstairs. And a few guards hunker down to see what the fuck is up with this ghoulish kid face down in his own blood. And there's a few of them that pool around the twin and Rowan kind of trying to judge to see what happened and asking you guys a million questions. And we have another shot of just the faces of Al and Jared. What do you guys look like right now? Give me an expression. Jared, uh, who got splattered by the pack rat's brains. I think there are just like on his good side, there's like little splatters of blood. Um, Jared hasn't shaved or washed in a while. So his beard is not thick, but it's growing in. It's greasy. Um, I think at this point in the carriage, he's taken his hat off. His hat is matted, or his hair is matted down with sweat. I think the area, like just outside the rim of his eye patch, is kind of swollen and throbbing from just not being healed properly. His look is one of exhaustion. I think his head is leaned back. I think even though its effects largely wore off, I think he's still feeling that stab wound right in his side and the irritation of the poison around it. I think he's winded. I think he's breathing heavy. I think he's fucking tired. Al definitely also very winded. Um, kind of like heavily breathing. I think he's holding onto the like the, the next from Rowan with the A on it. And if this, you know, kind of like cinematic wise, kind of like would look to Al's face. Whereas Al, you know, has been the the comic relief, the joker, the, the, the like, you know, always in a good mood. I think would just see just a serious and just a hint of anger and pain. He's just kind of like looking looking off to the distance, just seething. <laughs> <laughs>